Hello, Merlin. How are you doing today? Oh, very well, Dan. How are you? I apologize for the tardiness, but... Um, well, I apologize. I know. We all apologize. No, no. You don't understand. No. If you'd been here on time, I yeah. wouldn't have spent 21 and a half minutes <laughs> learning about the Beach Boys song, Kokomo. Oh, I remember when that song came out. Oh, I think we, we can all remember where we were first time we were at Kokomo. It, uh, it was nonstop. On the, not, on the air. It, yes. I think it was in, um, wasn't it in the bartending movie? You Whoa, know, with the Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Top bottle. <laughs> no, I, I can do this. Yes. <laughs> I see. No, no. You, well, the thing is we don't have time for this today. Um, because, oh boy, have I got a lot to say about this. Um, let's see here. Um, it was in that movie, right? Uh, cock, cock, cocktail, Cocktail. Right? Cocktail. Where he, he would flip the bottle right upside down. Yes. And then there was that other guy in it who we thought was going to be big for a while. The guy who the, was the, in um, the, the UK. special effects movie. Yes. Yes. Movie. Oh, my gosh. Remember I forgot. That? FX. The movie was FX. FX. God, that was such a good... Remember the mirror? No spoilers. FX, man. Oh, man. That's not... You're not messing around with that. I had this song for That's some reason. That's the real deal. Yeah, it is. I, I kept hearing that Bazuda, Bajiba, Doomba, Lama, Mima. I kept hearing that dumb. You don't remember the. I, I don't believe that you don't remember the words to Kokomo. Dan, while you were off having a career, I learned about Kokomo. I learned about the history of this song. And I, you want to you you talk through well, the lyrics? I mean, I'll, talk, talk, I'll talk to the slides for just a sec. No, I got, okay, I got a lot of taps. Okay. Aruba, Jamaica. Hang on, hang on. This is my project. All right, all right. And if you're going to do it, you got to do it like Mike Love. Okay, so the song starts with the gentleman, played here by the very much not gentleman, Mike Love, saying, shall I sing it or shall I speak it? Speak it. I think it's better as beat poetry. Aruba. So <laughs> that was my. That was kind of my Allen Ginsberg. Yeah. Look. Um, Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you. Bermuda. Bahama, come on, pretty mama. Key Largo, Montego, baby, why don't we go? And then the single word, Jamaica. Okay, that's how the song starts. Nice. Um, and then it descends into a tale of gaslighting and human trafficking in the style of Albert Camus like no one has ever seen, as our late president used to say. Off the Florida Keys, there's a place called Kokomo. That's where you want to go to get away from it all. <laughs> Bodies in the sand, tropical drink, <laughs> tropical drink melting in your hand. Talk about a Camus image. Yeah. I mean, this is like, uh, what's the one at the beach? The stranger, you know, yeah. I had tropical drink melting. Standing in, in on the beach with today. a gun in your hand, staring at the yeah, sea, sea, staring, staring at the at sand, the sand yeah. upon which that's based. <laughs> and, uh, did you know that? Yes. Okay. But, you know, I'm alive. I'm dead. The, I am the stranger. Okay, okay. I understand. You had a copy of the same cassette I did. But I'm trying. To, I'm trying to remember the the very memorable first line from the stranger is something like, "Mother died yesterday, or perhaps it was today." Something like that. That's a tropical yeah, drink. Mother died today. Yes. We'll be falling in love to the rhythm of a street drum band down in Kokomo. Now Algiers. I'm not going to get. Okay. See, here's this is part of it, Dan. It's. All of these, he's talking about different countries, different beaches, different continents. Baby, why don't we go? He's just saying, get on the boat. It's going to be great. 
Now, here's what I learned today, Dan. <laughs> did you know that there is no Kokomo? Yes, I did know that. And that I think since then, in a piece of, um, I don't know, what the, what the author Joel Achenbach has once, uh, had once dubbed Creeping Surrealism, there is now a place that is called Kokomo, but that's because of the song. Now, there's other things to know about this. This is, a, this is a killer team that worked on this song. You got Terry Melcher, who I'm pretty sure is, was the Helter Skelter uh, house in, um, you know, the, the Manson family. Remember Terry Melcher? You've seen the shows. Yes. Okay. That's Dor I think that's Doris Day's son. He was some kind of record guy. And, you know, there's that whole connection with the Beach Boys and Manson, especially with Dennis. You know about all this? Uh, Listen, I'm going to do a whole Beach Boys family. Dive. Well, it's also, in, to understand this, it is also very helpful to read uh, ugh, a tough book, the quote-unquote autobiography uh, by Brian Wilson called Wouldn't It Be Nice, which is, of course, beyond co-written by his life consultant, Dr. E Dr. Eugene Landy. So was that was that detailed during in that, time. that uh, movie? about him oh yeah with D paul dano paul dano was in that yeah. right yeah, yeah 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 it's a hell of a book and it's 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 a very it's a very difficult book but you get a lot of good anecdotes one of my favorites being the time that brian and dennis had run out of cocaine and were crawling around on the kitchen floor just snorting floor <laughs> title okay <laughs> so and this is all just this is all as as we would say back in my in my day uh substrata right but so this song the credits for this song terry melcher doris day's son in whose house I'm pretty sure Sharon Tate was murdered. Mm. John Phillips, this is important. John Phillips, the name you know, of course, from the Mamas and the Papas, uh, the guy with the hat and the cute wife, and uh, and his daughter is Mackenzie Phillips from One Day at a Time. Scott McKenzie, who I'm pretty sure, I know he's a big-time 60s songwriter. I know that name from something else. And, of course, everybody's favorite, Mike Love. Mm -mm. Now, so this song... I'm going to let this go in a second. I just, let me finish just this one part. Here's, go I'm going to read you from the Internet Science page. The uh, background. This is the entirety of the song, section called Background for the Beach Boys hit Kokomo. The verse of the song came from a demo by John Phillips, of course, formerly of the Mamas and the Papas, and Scott McKenzie, best known, If you're going to San Francisco. That was him. Mm. Which Phillips wrote. Uh -oh. The Beach Boys' Mike Love added the chorus which lists the names of islands. Oh. Did you know that Mike Love is one of the worst people that's ever been in rock and roll? Did you know that? Oh, no. Why? Oh, dear. This is all going to be in my webinar. Go check out the Oranger song, uh, Mike Love, not War. Um, he's They're bad. saying Mike, Mike Love, just for listeners, Mike sure, Love, so not sorry. My Glove. Yes. Okay. Mike Hunt. <laughs> Got it. Okay? Yes. Hey, everybody, I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt and my butt smells and I like to kiss my own butt. <laughs> Is there an alcoholic here? Um, okay, the Beach Boys formed. Yes. Under the watchful single eye, because he only, oh God, that was a really funny joke. Uh, the Beach Boys' father had a glass eye, and he was horrible. He Sometimes he would take out his glass eye and make Brian stare into the hole and say, do you want to see what your daddy's made of? Okay. Re is that, that true? Oh, that's a true story. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. I wish I had a glass eye sometimes. Yeah, Dad, you, 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 you. And I want to lose my good eye. I wish I had Dad, an additional. Dad, Dad eye. you keep yelling. Dad, you keep yelling, and, and it's ruining my one good ear because he was on on Herod in one ear. Brian had a lot of problems. Yeah. And so, but you got Brian, and of course Carl. Uh, let's see, let's see, Brian, Carl, and Dennis, right? Uh, Brian could do it all. He mainly played. You know, hey, anyway, we got the three brothers. You get their cousin, Mike Love who had never at any point established a wholesome relationship with his hair, 
and what it said about him. But he was he was terrible. He was terrible. But partly it was that Mike represented the let's go surfing now. Nothing well, not that. But he was like the he was like, um be true to your school. Like he really was into the whole hot rods and high school stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. And then there was other people. Glenn Campbell was in the band at one point. Bruce Johnston was in the band for a while. He does that wonderful song, Disney Girls on Surf's Up. But it was a tumultuous relationship. Brian wanted to get more ambitious. He wanted to make this album called Smile. It gets complicated. But he's the worst. So what I'm saying is there's a human trafficking operation that's being run by Tom Cruise. <laughs> and I can prove it here. And in this essay, I will. Hello, Dan. Hello. <clears throat> but none of those places exist. He might as well be saying something, something, beach, whatever. Time for the middle passage. Do you follow what I'm saying here? I got it, yeah. He goes further, Martinique, that Montserrat mystique. I mean, this is the same kind of like, okay, so you take something like Back in the USA by Mr. Charles Berry. And the song by Charles <laughs> Berry then got later converted <laughs> Charles, by the yeah. Beach Boys, uh -huh. Charles Entertainment, Charles Entertainment Berry. Mm -hmm. Title. Which, which of course, with, with the boys had been turned into um, a Surfing USA, right. which Paul McCartney turned into, of course, on the White Album, back in the USSR, the mm -hmm. first track on that, right? And those are, those are kind of like, there's a, there's a you know, that certain genre of song, like We Didn't Start the Fire or Pump It Up or Subterranean Humpsick Blues like the, or you know, End of the World as We Know It, like list songs. You know what I mean? Yeah, You sure. take something like Johnny's in the Basement, mixing out the medicine, I'm on the pavement, think about the government, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that becomes, when Elvis Costello does it, it comes out, You're just sort That's, of tracking the... Yes, you're yeah. listing. It's a list song. Aruba, Jamaica, Bermuda, Bahama. This was the... This is what... This is what <laughs> Michael Entertainment Love had to add. And it doesn't exist. And that's what makes it a, a ponderous existential text is that all he's just talking about a bunch of places you're, you, you're not, you could go, that you're not going to go. What he's talking about is a place that doesn't exist where your goddamn drink will melt in your hand. And if that doesn't make you think about the existential way to roll, I'm not sure what would. <sighs> they say Sisyphus is a myth. I think he's a mythter. I, you know, I think there were a lot of people who thought that... Um... Kokomo was mm -hmm. a real place when he when would hear the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I was young enough to also I, not I, know. I figured it was a place, because I was a country mouse. I figured it was probably in Hawaii. Yeah. And was a place I just never heard of. That, But, you know, in some ways, this goes back to an even broader tradition in the British Isles. You get into something like you got Brigadoon, right? Yeah, Brigadoon is a Scottish city that only appears, I think, once a year. You know? Now, there is a, there are Kokomo. Places. There, are, there, are, there are as Coke as Mo, yes. There is, I think it's in, I'm going to look this up. No. Indiana. Okay. <laughs> Kokomo <laughs> is a is a city uh, Indi in Indiana. Gary, no, I'm going to take thee to Indiana. And the county the seat Hoosier of Howard State. County. <laughs> That's not banana. What? It's the county seat of Howard County. Just direct your feet into the county seat is my, <laughs> is my thought to you. So the city of Kokomo yeah. was named after the Miami man, Ma Kokomo, Hi. said to have been one of the four sons of Chief Richardville, last of the chiefs of the Miami people. Oh, that's cool. Tradition holds that David Foster, the father of Kokomo, named mm. the town Kokomo after the orni orneriest oh. Indian on earth, in quotes, mm. because Kokomo <laughs> was the orneriest town on earth. Oh, 
The orneriest well, town. We'll go out to sea. We'll perfect our chemistry. On Earth. By and by, we'll defy a little bit of gravity. Afternoon delight. <laughs> Cocktails and moonlit nights. That dreamy look in your eye from the roofies. Give me a tropical contact high way down in Kokomo. Paren, which obviously, just so you know, does not actually exist. I don't think this is David Foster Wallace that's Mm-mm. being shown here. <sighs> Every time, a, uh, my millstone in life is I've never finished Infinite Jest, and I own three copies, because each time um, I'm going to try again, I think I should be punished by having to buy a new copy. Now I just steal them and don't read them. <laughs> it's a lot more efficient, if I'm being honest. Well, he's uh, <laughs> probably not, not going to care. Would you send me a photo of, what is this? Who's this man? Wait, don't tell me. Is that David Foster Wallace? <laughs> yes. Is that John Wallace? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hi, I'm Robert Kokomo. <laughs> yeah. If you're looking for the best deals in melted drinks, come on down to my beach. <laughs> What's the yeah. whiplash for? You'll find out. <laughs> Get on the boat. You're going to Checks Notes Kokomo, which is definitely real. Your mom's going to meet you there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that should be great. Do you, need, do you need me to put in my menu? No. Do you do that thing where you fold the towels to make it look like a swan? Sure. So I spent a lot of time since we last spoke with the <laughs> chat GPT. Okay. And, and uh, uh, oh, did you, uh, but, but did you sign up for like a pay account? No, I don't but have you're getting the, in. But, but you're getting in Okay. Yeah, it seems like oh, the times awesome. that I'm doing it, it's no problem. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing that I find very annoying about it. We talked about ChatGPT last week. I think that's why Dan's bringing it up now. Yes. I'm just trying to provide some... Context? Know, I don't know, some existential spackle. Uh, yeah. It, you know, for me, it's, it's absolutely amazing when you have it do things that we would categorize as uh, like creative, like asking it to write a poem about something yeah, uh, or asking it to write a short story. Uh, the first thing that I started because I was, I was, you know, I'd seen what people are using it for and I was skeptical and I said, well, I'm going to have it write me an essay on the symbolism of Beowulf's mother. And it oh. wrote me a brilliant essay on right, that, right. that, that was fantastic. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't say with, with one minor factual and two typographical errors, something that would actually be plausible as something. You would, right, not you gotta you, go not screw you, it up yourself. But the person who does this, it's like, yeah. Yeah, I learned a lot of uh, uh, usage this weekend. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then I said, well, I wonder if it can write a poem. So I asked yeah. it to write different poems and it, my son and I had a lot of fun with that. I talked to it if, if it thought Bigfoot was real, Oh, that's uh, a good, that's a good we idea. talked a lot about. Oh my gosh, it's so fun that you did it with your kid. My kid's not interested. At oh man, my boy loves I it. See, yeah, I, th- if, dude, I I, w- I tried to make my calculator say butts and bo- or just say boobs all the time. Like yeah. something like this. I mean, no, not to be prurient I lost about my it. Mind, but but losing, but like wanting to like push what you could like get it to yeah, do and absolutely. say. Of course, you would do that. And you like, should just you, go to the library and look up quote unquote dirty words. Right. Yeah. Have no, you, this is amazing. Have you guys ever seen a vast deference? <laughs> of course I have. Mine's huge. <laughs> There's a ton of symbolism yeah. uh, in Donnie Darko that relates to the use of water and fire that I learned about from this thing. Oh. It's really interesting. And I spent so long on it that eventually it's like, you've asked me too many questions <laughs> for, oh, really? for this hour. You need to wait. Um. 
but it's it's really really shocking your curiosity has been rate limited right that's right we're throttling your curiosity yes that's it that's it yeah but i i feel like there is so much that this thing can do that it really it's the first technology since the first time that i think i saw an iphone and and used an iPhone where you're like, wait a minute, did the aliens make this? Is this yeah, is this here from another planet? This is the first time that I felt that way since the iPhone, and maybe only third or fourth time I've ever felt that way in my life. Where like, how does this? Like, I'm a I am a software like, developer. It must have been like when you see. I mean, you know, in some ways, I, I hate to say say the obvious thing, but like when you see a very very good magic effect. And like, the, we're like, even the magicians are kind of like, wait, I know how they did that <laughs> how part. How they do that? that? Part. Right. There's three other parts where I know how that can be done, but I did not see them. Right. Yeah. We are like, this is almost like a little concerning, but, but you know, I, I, I'm very into, there's plenty of other people to try and get everybody upset about this stuff. I think they're being very um, naive in mm-hmm. some ways, M- naive all the way to cynical. Like to, to like, I'm guessing to generate clicks by scaring people, but that wouldn't yeah. be the first time it's happened. But no, I mean, it's like, like anything, like if you aren't amazed by this, I honestly don't know what to say. If you are scared of this, I understand. But, but if you have spent some time with it, I mean, after we talked last time, this kind of became the basis for this whole episode of Do By yeah. Friday last week, yeah. where we talked about this. And I, I had this very, to me, because I'm involved in it, of course, it's like telling somebody your dreams. I was kind of emotionally uh, engaged in some ways with this conversation, just because of what I could bring to it with my own expectations and unintentional, really unintentional projections. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and inside of a given thread, like it's it can be pretty wild. I just said, uh, this is uh, you know, remember something do economics? Uh, <laughs> remember uh, Ferris Bueller? Oh, I said I said give me a limerick about the Laffer curve. This is not a good limerick, but it did do it. There once was a curve named Laffer. Now this is now just so you know, Dan, in the community, this is considered slightly lazy writing. Mm. There once was a curve named Laffer, L-A-F-F-E-R. Its impact on taxes was a laugher. Lower rates, it said, would increase the spread of revenue, not just a sloucher. Woof. But still, there's uh, ChatGPT uh, has been built. Uh, there's this. Uh, sorry, that thing I love, Reader, the Readwise Reader. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I always I sound like I have some kind of a, a dysfunction when I say things like the singer Bob Dylan or whatever. I, the reason I'm doing that particular Kenning is so that there's no disambiguation and no space for people to make a dumb pun about something. Puns are the greatest obstruction on the road of human communications. They have to stop. They have to. Yeah. Rewise Reader, and it's had a thing called Ghost Writer that I've talked about here, where you could say, summarize this. You could say, ask me questions about this. So you bookmark something, like a big-ass long thing you want to read, or an EPUB, for that matter, this with EPUBs. And you say, generate interesting questions about this, right? Or quiz me about this. The, the one I use the most, I think somewhat obviously, is summarize this document. And it does... I was saying to somebody, if you ever tried this in Microsoft Word back in the day, like the summarized document thing, mm-hmm. what, 20 years ago? Mm-hmm. It was always so, oh, I see what you're doing or trying to do, and it's you're really clever, but this is not it. Right, but also Whereas, think about all those apps that are out there that are like, we'll check your grammar and help you with it. It's like, yeah. yeah Washington th- Post should get that. This will just, <laughs> they'll just write it for you. This thing just writes it for you. Yes, yeah. But the... 
but the, the so when it does that ghost writer thing to just say and this is, to me this is just handy be, to be able to some, there's lots of things about uh, reader that are just have become very important to me like like right now I'm looking at the Beach Boys Kokomo Wikipedia page and I can see on the page in Safari things I've highlighted in that mm-hmm. article mm-hmm. like across and it syncs that's like what Readwise started as was a highlight sync service but anyway right. <clears throat> but one of my favorites I think I've mentioned here is to you point it out an article and say write a haiku about this. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me just pull a couple up. Some of them are <laughs> kind of like, have I read? I've read you some of these, right? Yes. Some, some of them are surprisingly, where's the one for, oh, the body keeps the score. Let me see if this one's still. Oh, there. you were using some kind of a URL app or some kind of system that like let you more easily share the results yeah. of it. What is, what is that that you were using? Oh, 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 that's inside of reader. You can say basically oh, you that's can share a reader the- that's doing that. Okay. So you can share the original URL of something, or you can choose to make the a UR to generate a URL associated with your private, you know, notations to that, and then share that with people. Mm-hmm. Kind of a neat way to um, collaborate. But anyway, I don't need to go on about this. But what would you, <clears throat> in the time you spent with it, what if I could ask? Was there anything about it that surprised you in the sense of, oh, that went that didn't go away that I expected. Not just like, oh, this is good, or oh, this is scary. But like, was there anything where you were like, huh, it's interesting that it got that right, or that, that like, I wouldn't have known that's a robot, or did you have any of those experiences? Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of things. Like, there's so many things that you ask it to do, like you kind of don't think it'll do, or you don't think it'll do well. And it it's what I want to emphasize about this after spending a lot of time using it after our last, um, our last show. Mm-hmm. It is not, and this is what I like about it, it is not trying to be like a human being or be a person. It does not pretend to be a person. And this is some of the crap that I've always hated about the Amazon <laughs> device and the Apple device trying to make yeah, little jokes. When it, and, when, it, when it broke and then made a joke. Yes. So you just wasted my time twice. Right. This thing doesn't have any pretense about what it is. It's here for information. Anytime you do anything too personal or whatever, it'll constantly, constantly remind you. So many, the, the, the most used, I think, dependent clause of this thing is, is as an AI robot, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'll do everything I can to help you, but I'm not going to, my answers don't change based on your nickname. There's like, it's constantly reminding you, no, I'm not a person. Right. I mean, almost, and this is what I was going to say is almost to a fault. And this is the thing that I was going to say in the beginning is I find kind of annoying. If you ask it a question and the question is, is somehow borderline, I don't know, a little, it might be risque or it might, you know, my son is coming up with all kinds of questions he wants to ask. I'm like, it's not going to lie. It's not going to answer that. And he just wants, it's like, look, the same thing you said, like looking up a dirty word when you're a kid, he just wants to see like, will it, will it curse? Can we get it to do this? Can we get it to talk about this? It's the most basic kind of adolescent. So sorry. It's the most basic kind of adolescent hacking. Hacking in the old school sense of the word, which is just like poking around the same way that like when my kid and I used to always go and explore the hotel when we'd stay somewhere, we'd, I, I, and my kid hated this. I'd always see which doors were locked and unlocked, and we'd talk about the security implications. And what if we wanted to get more soap and toilet paper? Now, would we be able to get in there? Well, at this time of day, they leave it unlocked. Like that, that's a little, a kid, not a little kid, but you know, a, a young person mm-hmm. 
is so, so i mean the one reason it was such a big deal for people like us is we hadn't seen stuff like that getting to play with like computer-ish toys was a really new thing when mm -hmm. i was a kid and still fairly new when you were a kid and like so for us that was all that all seemed so magical the first time you uh this weird incel friend of our family this kid who still lived with his parents in the 70s had i don't know if it was sinclair he had something really old and he'd written a quote-unquote dating app <laughs> <laughs> in no, whatever basic or whatever and you come over and go wow it sounds like it's hard for you to find love ha, ha, ha you know from a command line that kind of stuff and even right. that was amazing though you didn't know what an if statement was that kind of like branching that now like we we you think about stuff even if you're not a developer you think about that when you're stuck on a phone tree you think about like how do i prod around inside of this machine to get the thing that i need rather than the thing that it likes giving me at scale and what they like giving you at scale when you're a kid is, you know, a safe and un uncontroversial experience. And when you're a kid, you're like, hmm, I wonder if this could be safe and just privately controversial. Mm -hmm. So I'll look up, make my calculator say my TI-35 or whatever say boobs. <laughs> like it's so, like you can turn it upside down and it'll, like it did, looks. Did you, it if you can it. say, did you get, yeah, yeah, shell, shell oil, right? Um, did, what did you get from him? What, what was his, did you differ in what you guys each found interesting about it? No, I mean, I think we, we have the same basic sense of humor. So I think we like the same stuff, but it was, you know, it was very fascinating to me how specific you can get. Like you can say something like, um, write me a, a, a love poem about two beings from Mars who like to wear plaid and sing led zeppelin songs and it will write a poem about that and it's absolutely but you can also say write a song that includes this line in it you can also do some fun things like if you just like if you just type um i'm gonna try it right now uh and make sure it still does it okay so i just typed darkness falls across the land and it responds with the midnight hour is close at hand wait is that thriller yeah bump bump <laughs> and it, it, it's it's like uh -huh. but it does weird things like that I, and you can I say know. the dude abides and it'll tell you this is a famous line from the movie the big lebowski so i would and what's interesting is it sometimes is wrong so i asked it what song is what composition is being played when the big lebowski is crying in his study and it got it wrong i knew which i knew that it was a piece i think by mozart and it said something else and i'm like actually that's not right i think it's by mozart and then it would say actually you're correct it is it's this piece by mozart so like <laughs> how I, but it doesn't remember it because the next time i asked it the same thing and it got it wrong again yeah that was that was my whole thing was that i don't it know it has no I, real memory well it doesn't it, kind it of does and it doesn't well, anyway, you can all listen, if you want to listen to last week's uh, Do By Friday Where We Cried, I talked about this at length uh, and what it seemed to be remembering. I told it to remember what my hour code word was, and it was able to do it. <clears throat> and it kind of implied that it would be able to remember it in future chats, but ever since then, everything I've got says, I don't have a memory, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, it just says, yeah. um, as an AI language model, I don't have the ability to store long-term memories or retain personal information about users. Because what I did as a test is I, I said... Um, I said, who am I? And it's like, as an AI language model, I don't, I can't verify your identity or whatever. Right. And I said, okay. I said, who is Dan Benjamin? And it pulled the information from the, my Wikipedia page. And I, I tried just this morning, just asking two questions that, I mean, two obvious questions I, from, from a certain point of view, very obvious questions. I'd never even thought to ask <clears throat> the most basic questions was like, you know, um, 
one of them was like, what do you know about me? Yeah. And, you know, and what did um, he say? Um, I've got it here somewhere. No, it was, it was very uneventful. It was well, basically like, I, so I, AI, blah, blah, blah. I won't do that. And then I was like, how, how, shit, what was the other one? The other one that was even better was something like, I was like, how, what do you, oh, how do you learn things about me? I think was the mm, other one. Mm-hmm. And then I don't want to talk about that. But that's, that's <laughs> the, 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 the thing that I, that got me so emotional about this though, was kind of prodding like you, you're aware that you just made. I was really trying to not break it, but trying to really challenge the idea sure. of this thing being to, being able to under, have self awareness in some mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So I asked it something. It gave me an answer that wasn't accurate, and I, I corrected it and said, and the question I asked, which I'm pretty proud of, was, um, were you able to detect that you just made an error? Right. Which is a lot to ask. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah, I'm learning about blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, well, what's the name of the TV show you just made an error about? Which was. Did it remember? Survivor. No. <clears throat> no. But that to me, that, well, that doesn't mean it didn't work. It means that that's still a very interesting. That's, I mean, it's not so. I don't, I don't want it to be perfect. Eey. Gosh, Dan, I honestly, seriously, like, I'll talk as someone. I would love to talk about this. I don't have anything else to talk about. Um, I'm super interested in this and from all kinds of standpoints. One that, can I do one and then maybe you tell me about something you like and we'll talk more? Sure, yep. Are you okay to talk about this? Yeah, absolutely. This doesn't need to go on forever. Um, but I'm, gosh, I'm tempted to use that phrase that I know doesn't mean what it seems like it means, but never mind, forget it. Let me put it this way. Um, I think you can't help but when you learn to work with a machine, you can't help but learn the way the machine kind of wants to use you as well. And one a really nice way to put that that I've said a lot on Do By Friday is I think whenever you're using a new application, service platform, whatever, instead of, and this is kind of why I give some stick to the folks who are like, Mastodon, it's not a Twitter replacement. I'm like, it's absolutely a Twitter replacement. Like, yeah. Who are you kidding? You were never on here until a few weeks ago. What do you, obviously, on the face of it, that's what this is, even though, yes, I understand the ways that it's not. But <clears throat> you guys need to be provoked. Um, and... Um, an app sometimes wants to show you how it wants to be used. Not how, not, not writing. I mean, if you, the, the, the way that you use something like better finder renamer versus the way that you use Descript versus the way that you used, use um, Sound Studio versus, it, it also, you use all of those differently. And if you try to make the app or platform or whatever, do a thing that, not just that it wasn't made to do, but like the, it's not what it's great at. It's like going. It's like going to the nicest resort in the world and wondering, like on a beach, and wondering where you can't like snow ski. And it's like, well, that's not what it's for. You haven't learned how to utilize this vacation spot, Merlin. And in that instance, you haven't learned what this thing wants to really help you with and be good at. And it, and so what's funny is, <clears throat> I remember stories in the late '80s of people who had been playing Tetris, and even my kid has had this. The thing where you start seeing Tetris figures kind of like floating around in the air or you think everyone looks like a mushroom or a pile of coins or whatever, <laughs> right. keep eating, eating your friends. Yeah. And in this instance, I came out of like a week of heavy use of this because the challenge on Dubai Friday tacitly last week and formally this week is try to run your life with ChatGPT. And, <clears throat> and I, one of the first things I immediately realized once I was kind of in it a while and then out a little bit is I understand, let me just, how do I put this as, as normally as possible? I understand why stuff like this is a threat to Google. Big time. I mean, I mean a threat I to asked Google, it, I'm sorry, I, a threat to Google's search 
ads-based business model. Yeah. Well, well I mean, that's and what most people think of. And the entire ecosystem that participates in that. So whether it's like, I know that, I'm sorry, you guys, I know this is mean, you should write the things you want to write, but if I want to know the recipe, the three ingredient, four-step recipe for making this rib roast, I don't need a whole story about your immigrant grandparents. Mm-hmm. But I've always got to get through that. <clears throat> I got to get the. I got to get past the photo in the bio where you're a stay-at-home, you know, uh, mommy blogger and uh, photographer, and like, and it's like, instead you just go, what's the best way to do this? Or like I said last week, like, what's the consensus opinion on this thing? And boom, there's the answer. And you did not have to go through the way that we've been habituated to find information, which is by doing going and doing a Google search or similar, right? Right. And now I'm already, this makes me think about so many related things. Another one, obviously, is my brain has just changed, has at least been disrupted a little bit in the last couple months by a combination of Diffusion B, which is the AI art generator, you know, Mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. like that, and draw things alongside things like this. Because what you have to do is figure out how to talk to the machine to get the thing that you want or think you want. Mm -hmm. You do it long enough, you start to realize, oh, the machine likes to be prodded this way a little bit. Oh, I get better results if I say hyper-realistic 4K volumetric, uh, you know, on the photo. And so you just learn all these little kind of tricks. The same way that, you know, Paul B. wrote that Google Hacks book, you know, 50 years ago. Right. Like, here's how to use OR in caps and stuff like that. You, you, And now it's kind of like, I'm thinking differently about how I name things. Mm-hmm. This is so weird. This is not formal or um, deliberate. I find myself thinking about how I search for things. I, I find myself like already seeing a slight change in my own thinking and, and potential habits based on having used this. Do, do, do you know what I mean? I do. It makes you think a little bit different. If you think a little bit different for a while, I was watching that documentary last night, an amazing documentary about Go. And uh, it's basically an ad for an AI computer, but it's mm-hmm. still a pretty good documentary about trying to figure out how to master Go, the game. And... Uh, that's a very similar kind of thing. The kind of quote unquote thinking that's involved in going up against the international world's greatest Go player of all time is like, what did they say? They said there's more combinations in one of these games than all the atoms in the entire universe. Right. You right. can't train that. Like it takes something else. I think all that's interesting. All the way down to the first time I got, um, I always forget what it's called, Dan, the thing. When you first got the thing where you could select text and speak it on a Mac, you know? Oh, um, yeah. I, remember oh, I, I the forget one, the name of that. I remember doing that. But like, there was the one that was like, there, most of them were like, oh, this sounds like a little girl. This sounds like a like a, a big white man. But there's the one, I forget what it was called. I can't believe I forgot. The but laughing like, one. There's one that's springs. Yeah, there's the laughing one. But there's the one that would like do this really crappy, like Wendy Carlos sounding. It would, whatever you selected, it would sing that to you to the tune of Pomp and Circumstance. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And it really did sound like something from Clockwork Orange. It was like, <laughs> so weird that Remember it did that? that. Yes, I do. But then you discover that and you go, oh, so like whatever I type here, this thing will sing to the tune of, it's and it's just, just one tiny, tiny, tiny example. And instead of going, if so if I typed what I'm referring previously to an episode of Treehouse of Terror, a line that used to be my outgoing message when I had an answering machine in the 90s, where Mo says, I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt, and my butt smells, and I like to kiss my own butt. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, if I type that selected and said, sing that as pomp and circumstance, I mean, you can figure out what that's going to sound like. <laughs> Something like probably this. Um, um, I'm a big moron, and 
uh, and it just wouldn't make any sense at all. And you go, oh, well, I could write, I could craft something that would be way funnier and where the note that they hold would be a funny word and stuff like that. And suddenly it's gone from here's a thing that will make a joke based on something you made up to like now you're you're kind of participating more. Mm-hmm. It wants, you know, the thing to be, to sound like, what is that, Purcell? It wants it to sound like pomp and circumstance. And so you write something that sounds like pomp and circumstance, and suddenly both of your skills are being better utilized. Right. Even if you just started out, I mean, and in some ways that's what life is like maybe a little bit for cash right now. It's like you're always wanting to prod the edges of what this thing can do and to induce, you know, edgy or... uh, or, or just, you know, strange results, you know? There's one point in this movie, last thing is like, where they're like, they suddenly, like they're, they've discovered a vulnerability mm-hmm. in the model. That that if on the long, very, like, and this, these are guys who basically, stuff like trained, just put, hooked up a computer to break out. And it eventually, it figured out, you know, ways to, to just mess with the game that nobody had ever thought of. Right. And, um, but... It would be very embarrassing for them if somebody tried this beyond edgy, weird gimmick, you know, like in football, like a flea flicker, like a triple reverse, some kind of Hail Mary crazy pass that you only try every 10 games or whatever, right? Because right. it's so risky. But if somebody tried that, it, this game could be over in a few moves, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Because I, 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 I did not know the rules of Go until last night, and I still can't claim to understand it, but... You're basically sounds like trying to build fences and future fences to like get right. larger amounts of, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I think all that is interesting and it can't help but have an impact. I mean, I, I'll speak for myself. Like I type a lot in a given week and maybe I don't know. I'm not always aware of what's making me type this way or that way. I don't know. Again, uh, like you like to say, you know, from that, that the play Equus. Mm-hmm. you know, where Richard Burton says the moments snap together like magnets. That's mm-hmm. really kind of how it is. Um, so I don't know. Um, I do think it's kind of weird that people are trying so hard to turn this into something more willfully weird than it is. And like, I don't know, it just sounds like it's dinglings all the way down. Well, what I wish it could do and hope that it will do, because it does have the one thing that I've often complained to you about that it's missing, Hmm. which is uh, other, other apps, other AIs, other assistants are missing is context. Mm -hmm. You ask it a question and then immediately after you say, tell me more about that or what do you mean? And uh, none of them can do that. Go into your favorite. We first heard about that with the current or current ish crop. Yes. I I was called something like follow up. Right. So that was the thing where you could say, Hey Dingus, um, what was the top grossing movie of 1989? And it goes cocktail. And then the idea is you would say, who, was, who produced that, right? That's kind of what we're thinking, right? Yes. Is that it'll, it'll have context for knowing what those pronouns or, you know, like what that means. That I'm talking about the thing you, we just talked about a second ago. And it, it can do that, right? Right. Like that's, but unfortunately, what we got instead was you click follow up and it goes, I could also tell you about the <laughs> amount of corn that was eaten in 1942. <laughs> right. Would you like to create a, no. No. I'm cooking. I'm cooking right now. I don't, I don't need you to be, be cute with me. I agree with you though. And um, yeah, and I don't want people to be freaked out by this, but again, I, I, like I said, you know, I think even before last week, I'd said that thing about like, 
it's weird to me that like with AI, we create AIs to do things we don't really understand in ways that we don't really understand because that's what it is. Otherwise, it would just be programming, right? Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it's like we just accidentally invented fire and we're mad that some of the flames seem mean. <laughs> it's like, well, flames burn. Like, definitionally, flames burn. Don't make a fire if you don't want flames. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to say like, oh yeah, cause, cause again, and even just last night, I was thinking about how like the super pro AI people, it does sometimes sound like they're basically saying, Hey, relax, perhaps it will eventually learn to kill less. <laughs> cause you go like, oh, but how do you make sure it isn't going to kill people? And they're like, you don't understand how this works. And you're like, yeah, that's the problem is I don't, or maybe the problem is that I do understand how this works, <laughs> which is over here. Like I said, last week, there's this video game that figured out. The way the, to win was to raise children as food and eat them. The only way to win is not to play. Uh-huh. Huh. Joshua. Mm-hmm. Pencil. Professor. Professor Hobby. Hobby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dan, tell me about something you like. Oh, heck yeah. I'll tell you all about your favorite new sponsor. Yeah. Who's that? Hello, Tushy. Hello, Tushy. Or hello, Tushy. No, come no. on. No. I was going to give him that. Oh, how about... Uh, maybe we, you know what? Maybe have we have more about Tushi, Tushi. Like, like Stanley Tushi. Stanley, T hello, hello Tushi. Tushi. I like this. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing, Merlin. They I know have that. Yeah. I know that you know mm -hmm. that on average Americans are using 57 sheets of toilet paper every single day. Did you know that? That's true. 36 billion hmm. rolls every year. Hmm. That alone is resulting in the loss of 15 million trees. You might as well put the world on a roll and just let your cats spin it. You know what I'm saying? 40, you don't know this. 437 so, billion what cattle gallons do is they'll get their claws and they'll go flippa, 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 flippa until there's no toilet paper left on there. And then you know who they're mad at? You. Did you? It's your fault. Did you know that? 57 sheets. That, uh, that 57 sheets. Did you know that? No, that seems like a lot. My grandfather said you should never, ever, ever have to use more than six sheets at a setting. And he showed me how. Did you know that? Uh, toilet paper has to be bleached <laughs> to make it white. That it's not just paper isn't white, it has to be bleached. Oh, it's not just from the Midwest, huh? 253,000 huh. tons of bleach are used to make that. Wow. Seems like a lot. Well, Tushi. And then when you do, you just you literally flush it down the toilet. You Dan. flush it away. Tushi, yeah. Tushi, as you say, uses Tushi. only about one pint of water when it washes you. Mm -hmm. And you need only a few sheets of uh, toilet paper after that just to. Dab, dab, dab. Yeah, that's it. Dab, dab, dab. It is, uh, toilet paper is one of the most expensive consumer goods that you are literally flushing down the toilet. Imagine huh. if at the start of the pandemic, everyone had had one of these. No, there wouldn't have been a run on toilet paper. Mm. Just think about it. Okay? I don't understand this whole, like, God love you, hello, touche. But, like, I don't understand how you stay so focused on toilet paper when you're missing the greatest benefit of this thing. Which is that it cleans itself. Yeah. It cleans you and it cleans itself. And it also itself. makes you feel like a fancy duchess. Well, I mean, it makes you feel, oh my God, feel damn. better. I remember yeah, I knew I, a kid I think I've in- had two, I've had two lives now. I knew a kid in college. And every every time after he would go and uh, he was from another country, I don't know, Spain. Mm. I think he was from Spain. Mm. And every time after he'd do a papoo, mm -hmm. he would take a shower. Mm. And I was like, well, why are you taking a shower? He's like, because Americans are disgusting. I'm like, you're showering because Americans are disgusting. He's like, Yes. Hmm. And I'm like, what that do you mean? He's like, you y'all don't have. Well, he didn't say y'all because this no. was Orlando. He said second person plural. He said you guys don't have bidets here. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, but the, so what? 
He's like, you might, you might as well say, be saying like, yeah, but you could wash your hands with the gas station hose. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, hi, we're caveman and can't even notice it. That's right. And so <laughs> we he, don't, we're not, we don't rise to international standards of hygiene and we like it that way. But he basically, Shlorp, Shlorp, he, he ruined, he ruined my life. 56, ru- 57. Because for the rest of my life, yeah, I was like, I thought about that. And then uh, he would shower and like, maybe I need to shower now after I do it. Yeah. Well, you don't with this, with this device. Mm-mm. So what this, what this thing does, it, t- it attaches to your existing toilet. You can get it for a round or an elongated toilet bowl. You don't need a plumber. You don't need an electrician. It installs. And I'm, <laughs> they say under in under eight and a half minutes. Hmm. I, I don't know why they didn't say under nine, like the 30 seconds, I guess, are, you know, because in a situation like this, it's like Formula One, seconds matter. Seconds matter, right? You're changing the tires. I've been carrying a lot of guilty American filth on me. Right. And I need it to get off of me and then clean itself. I think you know, for much a- like, much, much like some of our institutions. A slogan they could run with yeah. is uh, clean, makes you as clean as a Spaniard. Oh, I see. Clean you think they'll want that? A- Clean as a Spaniard. Maybe if it comes from you. Maybe if you tell them that you want them oh. to use that. Can we say Spaniard X? Because <laughs> I think that's what they like to be called. That's what that's the 20. They've, I've heard, I feel like I've, I've never actually met anybody who's Spaniard X, but I imagine that's what they like to be called. So basically, this uses a, a stream of water, fresh water, to mm-hmm. clean you, and then it cleans itself. It has something that they have a little, the little trademark symbol next to. Hmm. It uses something called the smart spray and TM. Do I need to say the TM out loud? Aloud, the mm-hmm. smart spray TM. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they, they lose the patent. It's self-cleaning. It cleans itself. Right. She kidnapped herself. Oh, poor woman. And so there's no... Here's the weird thing. It, it requires no electricity or additional plumbing. Huh. It cuts toilet paper use by 80%. That's 80, 80. Wait, 0.8 times 5 would be 3. So... I'm going to get down into the 30s of sheets. Okay. Yes. My grandfather, my grandfather would would have some notes on that. He would he would demand to take you aside and show you the six sheet method. I mean, I th- I think the six sheet method is going to still be compatible South with America South with America. Uh, Tushi. Sued 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 de America as they yeah. say in Spaniard X. So here's the thing: it'll pay for itself in like a few months, and you'll feel better the whole time. Oh, is it they, in euros? This they they don't care pay? what How currency does it pay? is. Sixty pays, days pays for itself, cleans itself. This is starting to sound like a real Jetsons type situation. It's it's, but the only thing it doesn't do is mm. it doesn't fold itself up into a briefcase. It doesn't order itself. What I don't have. understand, like I understand Ooh. that maybe the Jetsons would have the technology to f- have the car fold up into a briefcase, but he, why would he be able to lift that up? How does it? How is he strong enough to lift a, essentially Tachyon's a jet Dan, car? Read a book. I'm just upset by that. I've always been upset. I love the idea that it would fold up, but then he lifts it up like it's just a briefcase. A teacher throws you too much and maybe she just won't stop cleaning herself. What if there's other stuff inside of the jet car when when it starts folding itself up? What if he has this real briefcase inside the jet car when it folds itself into a briefcase? I'll tell you what's confusing is that sopa is soup. Let me get this right. It's so Hamon is ham. Habon para platos. Hamon, Hamon, Hamburguesa. 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 Un shen Andalusia. 
dove bomb. I don't know about you, but I am Unshen, Andalusia. Mm-hmm. And the... The the other thing it can't do is order itself. It kid it can kidnap itself. A poor woman. I'm saying it can't fold into a briefcase. Where do they go to get this briefcase? Well, first of all, I want to say that you have a 60 day risk free guarantee and a 12 month warranty. That's not just for me, right? No, this is anyone that wants this. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. This is not just for the hosts. Anyone who wants to go and do this could do. This. I have a very happy touche. Go to hellotouche.com, which is spelled H-E-L-L-O-T-U-S-H-Y.com, forward slash back to work, promo code back to work, 10% off your first order. And it, I have instructions I must repeat this because oh. I found that repetition, Merlin, mm-hmm. is memory. Repetition. Repetition is the mother of prevention. Is memory. Hello, Tushi.com oh. slash back to work. And they want me to say stop wiping and start washing. Can we just have that? Well, I, I just heard a crash outside. Anyway, thanks very much to Lotushi for making this show possible. I'm tired. Um, that's an pro- how long have we been recording? We've been recording for 48 minutes and 36 seconds. Oh, geez, that's probably kind of enough. Uh, well, there's there's one thing I wanted to mm. to tell you about this Chad GPT thing. You is that are you, are you, is is you saying Chad GPT is that a bit? Chat. I'm saying chat. No, you're not. Does it sound like Chad? Are you from Orlando? <laughs> I I lived there. I mean, I'm not proud. Yeah, you're from you're from Orlando. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, did you hear Miss? Did you hear the governor is taking over Disney World? Yeah, he lives there now. He's living in the castle. Oh, he's in like Club Seventy Seven or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yo ho, yo ho, the wet bag of laundry's life for me. Like I want it to be, I understand it's evolving and I want it to evolve. And You're so evolving. like, so, so I asked it, I said, who is Dan Benjamin? And it read to me from the Wikipedia page. And I said, <laughs> all right, all right. I am that Dan Benjamin. That's me. Okay. And it replied and said, as an AI language model, I don't have the ability to verify who you are or anything like that. Right. So then my son said, like today, he's like, try it again. So today I asked it, who is Dan Benjamin? And instead of telling me who the the first response, it said this, it says, this is a name that could refer to several people without more context. It's difficult to determine exactly which one you might be referring to. And then it said one well-known person with this name is, and it read from my Wikipedia page. And then I said, that's me. I am that Dan Benjamin. And it says, oh, I see. Well, hello there. It's nice to meet you. It probably thinks you're pranking it. It's used to this. I don't know. It's, and I, it seen the likes of you before. First, first with a thousand young punks, you know? Yeah. Is what but I'm I, thinking. I've asked Look it for- Look at me, hello. I've hello, asked it for I'm recipes. Carter. Ah. Well, here's what's interesting. I've asked it for recipes, mm-hmm. and it seems to find the best recipe that's available. Hmm. In other words, if I go and Google recipes- and I, I studied, let's say I want to make, oh, I don't know, banana bread. You ask it for a banana bread recipe, it gives you the best one. Because how I know? went I mean, and- how, 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 how would you know to look at the recipe? How would you know that's the best one? 
Well, you wouldn't accept that I Googled the same thing. Oh, so you're and doing I, that thing where you like look for things you think you know the answer to. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah because yeah. I had just looked at it and I looked up recipes and I found, I, I looked at like 20. I good for facts, but I think it's very good for issues of taste. Like I said last week, I asked it what's considered the best seasons of Survivor and like at least three and probably four of the ones they recommended. Well, the top three are my top three favorite seasons. Hmm. But that's, again, now that's just because probably I have similar tastes to people who watch and like and have opinions about Survivor. Right. It really, it does push back against, at least in my experience, and you know, who knows, this is probably changing constantly and maybe it's different person to person. I don't know, I have no way of knowing. Also, I mean, certainly the whole point of this is to test things, you know? You never know, I mean, to me, like, I would never know if I was in some branch of it that's doing something novel just to see what happens. Right. I mean, it seems like to me that, you know, as with the Go, you know, trying to beat, uh, trying to trying to beat a computer at go like it's going to have to know a lot about that domain and then potentially know more about it than the people who made it that's why we do these things right but um it's it does in my experience tend to want to shy away from things where you're asking for an opinion or you know or where there is something subjective and i get i don't know how it determines you know the use of those adjectives that's not it's above my pay grade but when I ask it for the most persuasive argument for the existence of God, it gave the argument for God that most people consider the most persuasive. Whether or mm -hmm. not they agree with it, the cosmological argument makes a lot of sense. Well, we're here. Somebody had to make this, right? <laughs> now, how much of this do you think is that, that the designers or developers are, are sort of, are they prompting it? Are they giving it things to look at or ways to answer? Or is it figuring all of that out on its I own? I don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't understand. I thought I understood more about this a few years ago when CGP Gray did a wonderful thing on how machine learning or AI, I guess, works. Just that idea of like you give it a goal, you throw out that result, and you just keep, I guess, throwing out results until you get the thing you wanted. I don't, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that's what he said. I don't know if that's true. I don't know any of that. I don't understand how any of this works. But I think it's, for myself, it's difficult to pry myself out of, even though I'm not a developer or a programmer coder or anything like that, like, it's still tough to pry myself out of understanding, you know, how would it know what this thing is unless I'd assigned a tag or something to it? Like, as a user of things, I'm used to having to intervene in ways that create deeper information or right. deeper relationships between things. Mm -hmm. And if you use something like Obsidian, yeah, that comes up a lot. If Shoot, if you're putting together a wiki that comes up a lot because you have to th talk think you know really think about what are the things in this what are their possible relationships what and then like what should i learn and up to that i get to that point of like what should this be learning i mean it's it's one thing to like the the, the the blunt instruments of the last 20 years in things like i'm sorry that let me take a step back i should not have said that what was the phrase that collaborative filtering i think that's a phrase nobody's used in a very long time but there used to be a phrase you hear used in the very early days, and you would hear this about, later you would hear this about Amazon. Used to be, you would hear this about the very early music recommendation services, all, all of which I've forgotten the names of at this point. But it was, there was one really good one that you did via email by like a listserv where you would send it a list of your favorite bands. It would send you back a list of bands and you were supposed to like, set, here's seven bands, tell me how, how you feel about each of these one to five. Right. And within, this is in, I'm gonna say 94, Five, ninety-six. Like within like a few rounds of that, it got to where it was pretty good at going. Yeah, you know what? You pretty definitely like Archers of Love. And I'm like, I totally love Archers of Love. How did you know that? Because remember, this is a long time ago, right? Um, 
So, but I think that that kind of collaborative filtering is is based on a lot of usually a, fair, a lot of fairly knowable stuff, the facets of information about something. So, like for example, when I had the honor of working with Mr. Jeff Veen, one of the things he would often say to a company when he went in is like, "You've got this search page, and I don't know, it's based on some local thing, or it's based on the Excite engine, or it's based on whatever." And like the thing is, though, like there's a way beyond. And this is my words, not Jeff's because he's a genius and I'm not, but like there's way beyond 80-20 relationship here. Like when people come to your website, I always think of the Sony website. And when I would want to go and get information or the Canon website, first I would have to say what country it was. Then I would have to guess that I understand how this company, how Canon thinks about itself as an international organization, as it, as it thinks of, you know what I mean? You have to think the way the company does because basically the websites used to look like what? An org chart. Websites used to look like org charts. Right. Like, do you want, or my friend Alan and I used to call it the BNB site, the biographies and bullshit site. You just give us your photos and your Word files and we'll make you a website. And it's like there's nothing there of any use to people. And one of the things people like Jeff would say is, well, we, we know from looking at your logs that X percent of people come here looking for like this fairly specific kind of thing. And then when we break that down into these other 10 kinds of things that people look for, well, perhaps unsurprisingly, there's one or two, you take each of these 10 things. Like, let's say I want to return tickets to California. I want to return, I want to change my seat, blah, blah, blah. People come in with what I've heard some people call the passionate task. You come in with this thing that you need to do. Well, even in those 10 areas, it's not chaos. For each of those, everybody there is, nobody's there because they want to find out who's the newly promoted associate director of client relations, they want to change their ticket. And when they come in, that passionate task will tend to fall into these kinds of areas. For each of these 10 things people come here to do, here's what they tend to do. Right. If you looked at the funnel, like a, I think almost like a sales funnel or like whatever, like think about like the funnel of every person in the world all the way down to person who just satisfactorily got their results. That is not a completely random or chaotic stochastic it's not an insane world we're talking about there like <laughs> this person who got delayed at newark of course <laughs> needs to change their flight and they why don't we bubble that up for them why did we make them play what my friend richard and i used to call whack the pinata why do we make our website into a thing where you have to try to locate whether there's a pinata and then discover the right stick to hit it with and if we don't like what you search for we're going to kick you no we're here to get you as quickly as possible as few steps as possible from the thing you want or think you want to then being done with that and from a user experience standpoint again not my specialty, but the, where you go, hey, that worked a lot better than other places. First time you search Google, think about that user experience. There's a page with a field and two buttons, and it found your thing. Talk about a good user experience. It didn't make me fill out a form about a newsletter. Right. It didn't do all these different kind of diverting things. Right. And <clears throat> But that's up till now mostly i mean you could call it ai but what are we really talking about every website you go to you're going to see most popular high and low price all those things reflect implicit metadata about things like you know number of hits this thing has gotten number of times it's been ordered or it could be completely made up maybe you're just juicing the results to sell what you want what i'm saying is that is all there's implicit and explicit metadata there's the implicit metadata of like think about on your mac like Yes, this has a date created, it has a date modified, and thank God for my way of thinking, it also has a date uh, added. So I, I can have a sense in this folder of even if there's an old file that just got added, it bubbles to the top because of the date added. 
that does not detract from the date month. That does not detract from any of that other information. It's just an implicit facet. Now, if I select a file and then hit it, and I say, tag this with blue, mm -hmm. which means, you know, whatever, uh, lorem ipsum, that's an explicit kind of metadata that I'm doing. And through a combination of those two things, I think, Dan, isn't that mostly how we've made life a little better for lots of people before we even get into stuff like Ajax and yeah. all the different ways of like you doing pivot tables, subfiltering and subsorting without ever knowing that's what you're doing, you know, to something as simple as like, here's a plugin for Obsidian that lets you make your tables sortable. Like all of those things are playing on, we're not talking about extremely sophisticated kinds of information. Whereas if I understand AI and I don't, but what I understand about AI is like, however, we, we've, it's doing things that we necessarily sort of can't understand, correct? Absolutely. But I guess we've figured out how to tell it when it was a good boy and gets a cookie. Hmm. But that's a pretty different place from like, here is a very uh, tasteful and editorial way to get you to the thing that most people come here for, right? Like you ever work in retail? You know what your most question, most asked question will be over the life of working in that retail place? Where's the bathroom? It has almost nothing to directly do with the bottom line of your company, but that's the question you might be asked the most. Could be true in a restaurant. You know what I'm saying? It is. It isn't how is the, you know, um, how is the, um, the chicken corn on blue? Because the answer is always bad. Never get chicken corn on blue. That's a that's a food made of that's a dish made of leftovers. Don't don't do that. Hmm. Where's the bathroom? Well, you know, you sure even though you your goal in that restaurant is to sell food and alcohol and create an experience that makes someone want to come back and perhaps in a modern context leave a good Yelp review. And so does that mean you tell people who work there to try and minimize the amount of question answering about where the bathroom is to focus on would you like another round of drinks? No. But that's that's if you, you know, again, now that may not have seemed like a clever example to you, but in every area of the, every domain of expertise, there are things that from the outside, you would be very surprised are not the thing that you think is the thing. The thing that you do a lot of in companies, we just went to Target the other day. And I, I was just saying to my kid, like, can you imagine what it takes to run this goddamn place? It's bananas. It's, I mean, like all the people rolling carts around and putting things on shelves and like, it's just, it's almost like a living organism. And we can have eyes into elements of that where a, a cogent, thoughtful, rational person can draw inferences about ways to improve things. The fascinating part about this AI stuff is like, it's trying stuff that we don't get. And so should we be really put off when we're confused about the results? I mean, I can see why people are. I just think it's weird how quickly people want to go from like, oh, I drive a, I drive a $60,000 death box around six hours a day. Mm -hmm. But the idea that something like wants to try and help me based on things I don't understand is scary. That's like our whole like risk profile, our risk matrix for modern life right, is bananas. Right. So anyway, and now it'll probably kill me because it knows I'm an easy kill. <laughs> it's we'll this, is how it, this is how it targets you. This is how it gets you. That's how it gets you. Baby... Why don't we go? <laughs> Aruba, Jamaica. Baby, want to take you? Full cir baby. circle of life. You're my baby. Hakuna Matata. All right, let's button this up. All right. Okay, love you. Love you too, Merlin, man. Mm -hmm.